What's happening, guys? Officially episode two. Sorry, I'm just cleaning my phone. One sec, okay. Officially episode two of the podcast. Um, so if you missed the first episode, um, it was me speaking about myself, speaking about my training um, experiences, my professional experiences, a bit about me, a bit about where I came from and what, um, and my family. But today's podcast is more about me, about the, the issues with all the things that I've sort of known through promoting my gym so far. Um, how, how to actually achieve your fat loss goal for 2021. And I'm going to pinpoint what I believe is the most important thing for you to do prior to you actually... What, what's the most important thing for you to ensure you have going for you to actually succeed in your fat loss goal? Um, and lastly is how to know whether you should keep your PT around. Like what, what, what are some of the things that um, may come to your mind and um, how to actually like quantify whether your PT is good or not. First thing first, um, promoting the gym. So promoting the gym. So um, if you don't know, I've literally just opened up my gym, Movement District, um, it's in Edgecliff. Um, located on 114-118 New South Head Road, Edgecliff. I've said that so many fucking times now, I'll say it again. And um, it's basically been a dream forever. But now that it's opened, it's a completely different ball game ever, as I've now realised, which is promoting the gym. Now, um, with promoting the gym, so, like, obviously, it's, like the, the usual avenues are, like, obviously, social media, um... Facebook, like Facebook ads and stuff like that, um, email marketing, like promos, and obviously like just like handing out leaflets and stuff like that. So to date, um, I've done Facebook ads. I've got a few leads, but um, you know what? I'm I'm not feeling at the moment. Like I'm not feeling like like the at the moment the cost per lead isn't that great. So I don't want to go down that avenue. And also I'm still like sort of getting grips with the gym so like like what I mean by getting grips is like getting really comfortable here so like I don't want to like advertise a certain thing with the gym so that makes sense like I don't want to be advertising um you know a particular like oh I don't know whatever like a, a particular thing like I'd, I'd rather people come in organically almost at the moment and let the gym sort of grow by, by itself if that makes sense rather than like having strong promises and stuff like that. Um, not strong promises, but like, how do I say this? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to like force who feels most comfortable at this gym, if that makes sense. Like, if I end up only training older people, that's cool. Or like, I end up only training males, that's cool. But I've got to see what naturally sort of comes in my direction. Um... So I've done a bit of that. I've done a bit of Facebook ads, and the Facebook ads were targeted at over forties. Um, that went okay. Um, I've also done social media a little bit. Like you see, like if you follow me on social media, so it's at Movement District. Um, I have been posting relatively regularly. Occasionally, forget to share my stories because I just like my personal stories of training people, but I just I just forget. Um, but surprisingly, which is, which is what I wanted to get into, was 
The most effective thing today has been me literally standing outside of Edgecliff Station and handing out pamphlets. And like, it's not, I'm not even handing out pamphlets, I'm more, um, I'm more like just chatting to people and like, look, when you, when you like speak, like when you walk in front of someone and speak to them and chat with them and you can sort of gauge whether you can get along, um, you can gauge whether they'll be interested, whether they're not interested and then more likely, like if you have a conversation with a human, another human being, and you guys get along, like that person could come, to, like the highly likely to come to the gym and actually um, give it a go. So that's actually been surprisingly the most effective thing for me today. Um, but I will have to say that it's like promoting the gym at this point in time is pretty awkward because, like, it's literally leading up to Christmas um, and New Year's. On top of that. Coronavirus <laughs> has literally destroyed this year, um, and people's confidence with like entering large space, like enter, entering spaces with other people in small spaces, like like enter a lot of people in small space basically. Like people are not confident doing that at the moment, or more so once once cases start rising up, which as of today, North um, Sydney's got like a bit of a cluster. So I think they had about 30 people um, recently. So people are again a bit um, playing it safe with where they go and what they do. Now, um, other than that, if you are interested in, in joining the gym, I am running a promo for my small group training. It's $197 for six weeks of training. You can come in three times a week and it's regular group session. So um, feel free to not Fred join, but join when you want to join. Now, um, next topic I want to talk about was what actually will help you. Um, what's, the, what's the biggest predictor I see to people actually losing fat and not giving up? Now, and like I'm saying this obviously because it's you know nearing 2021 and everyone's going to be on new year's resolution kicks and stuff like that so the biggest thing that i believe is you actually believing what you're going to be doing and you're actually and you like i'm speaking partly from personal experience by the way like you actually believing that what you're going to be doing will actually help you lose fat like i feel like a lot of people know, like know what's been told to them but don't actually believe it. They're like, they don't actually believe that if I actually do this for two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, they're gonna get really good results. Like they, I don't think they actually like conceptualize, yeah, this will actually make me look a lot better. Um, and that's partly from just like not believing in the system, not having self-belief, like not having self-belief that you can actually do it. Um, so, and like, back, speaking from back in my experience, like the first time I ever did a 12 week shred was in 2000, I believe 17 or 18. And I just went to Mark Carroll's podcast, uh, not podcast, um, Carroll's seminar. It was about general populations and how he, how he sort of like helps people lose fat. Like I, I always observed him from a distance. I was thought it was a very, 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 very good PT. Um, I could obviously say he helps produce very good transformation. So I'm like, I have to listen to what this guy says. And I actually got dragged in by my friend Harry. 
Harry bowled another time. Anyway, so we went and we went to the we went to his seminar on, on the weekend, and then I started here on, on like on a think a Friday. I mean on a Saturday, I believe. And then on the Monday, I like after listening to the seminar, his seminar for the whole day, I like I knew exactly what I had to do. Like once you know what you have to do, and it's a clear, like clear. Um, like it's clear what you have to do. I think I feel like people feel much more confident in actually putting in effort and actually having a go because they know you will get results. So after listening to his seminar, I was confident that what he taught me, I could um, apply and get a good result. So prior to the Monday, I set my calories. I set my. I made my own weights program. I made my like obviously. He had suggested he had suggested an amount of cardio and steps targets per week and day. So I had my weight program, my calories, my steps targets per day, and my weekly cardio requirements all set out. And then I was going to diet over the course of over the course of twelve weeks, divided into four, three, four week blocks. And obviously, and the weight and the weights and the whole program program was going to change every four weeks. So just for avoid plateauing. So I followed that, and I ended up getting a really, really good, good result. Um, um, you can check it on my Instagram, where you can ask me about it, and I can show the actual photo. And yeah, so if you're someone that's like looking to literally change your body, um, and you want to lose fat in 2021, honestly, one thing is like I, I wouldn't. A few psychological things I wouldn't tell anyone. I would just do it myself. I wouldn't tell anyone because. When you tell people you put unnecessary pressure on it, don't do that. Just chill. Like do your own thing. Um, another thing is, if you haven't done it before, maybe seek out someone to do it to help you do it. Like, look, I did it myself because I had like I went to that seminar the weekend before, and I had like a pretty decent amount of prior knowledge about fat loss. Now, if you're not that person. Like if you didn't, if you don't have a lot of prior knowledge with fat loss and stuff like that, hire someone, because it will help you dramatically. Um, but yeah, the most important thing is actually have really super clear guidelines to what you actually need to do for you to achieve your fat loss result. Like the more you make it black and white, the more clearer it's going to be. Whether you, if you actually follow what's been given to you, you're going you're going to get a result. Like. The biggest problem with fat loss, in my opinion, is like gray area. Gray, gray area is like, oh yeah, you can't, you can eat this many calories, or you can have that, you can have this. No, it's completely wrong. You, there should be clean, like, set targets that are super clear, and that way you know whether you're actually heading in the right direction or not. Because gray area usually means you're not heading in the right direction. And the, and the, the epitome, the epitome of like gray area with fat loss is. People not counting their calories because, like, people are like, oh yeah, I'm eating less than I was before. Than I was, yeah, than I uh, was before. You don't know. You really do not know you're eating less than you were before. Like, like you'll be surprised where you may be consuming a lot of your calories. You, you literally do not know until you actually begin tracking your calories. And yes, you have fucking time to track your calories. I'm sure you're on social media for like a minimum hour and a half per day. You can go. You can. Type in your food on my fitness power. It literally takes five minutes, and you'll know what you're eating per day or how many calories you're eating per day. And um, and and another thing to that is like most people actually eat the same more or less the same same things every single day. So 
like it's it becomes less time consuming as time goes on if that makes sense with the whole tracking the calories now um yeah, so just to summarize that point, make sure you've got a clear plan if you want to lose fat for 2021 and consider working with someone. Now, um, a topic that probably doesn't get spoken about enough is how to actually know whether your PT is good or not. Now, this is something that I like sort of think about because I want to like, I want to like, at the end of the day, you want to know whether you're doing, you're, you're good or not. Like you want to sort of, you want to have some sort of definition of like, whether you're actually servicing people correctly um, and how to obviously better that. Now, the way I like to quantify whether a PT is good or not is like, so it's three categories, incompetent, competent, and good. So incompetent is someone that, is someone that can injure you, okay? Now, I wanna tell you a story. So I remember I was training so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to use vague terms now. I was training a friend of a friend. Now, that friend, that friend's friend was being trained by a PT. Now, they asked me, do I think that that PT is good? And I said, I don't think they're bad, but I don't think they're good. They're competent. Like, they aren't going to injure your friend, but I don't think they're also going to progress your friend. Like, they don't know how to progress your friend. So, provided, like... If, if you're getting injured from your PT, that means they're incompetent because, or regularly injured anyway, because you gotta remember, whilst the PT's job is obviously make you wanna work hard and stuff like that, in a gym, you're in a static environment, like you're not on a sporting field. You're, you're literally in a static environment and um, like you're lifting weights up and down. You're not like on a sporting field where people are trying to tackle you or do this or do that, like you're literally in a static environment. Um, so there, re- there should be really no reason why you should get in- injured, okay? Um, and then, so moving towards competent, what's competent? Competent is they know how to instruct you, how to perform like lifts, like basic stuff like, you know, whatever, like basic lifts and more complex lifts like a, a squat and a deadlift and stuff like that. They know how to actually coach you with that. Um, but they don't. They, but they don't necessarily progress you, and you may not enjoy the training experience. Um, I f- and I feel. <sighs> yeah. So I, I would say that as being competent. Competent. Now, like you may have, like you may have someone that's a PT that like you don't necessarily progress, but you enjoy the training. You you enjoy the training experience. Um. But they keep you coming back, which is which is awesome because at the end of the day, your depends on what you want out of your PT. But like, if you're just someone that's like wants, wants to train, and your PT helps you keep coming back, that's good. With your and at the end of the day, you're looking after your fitness to some degree. Now, what's a highly what's a, what's a highly competent PT in my opinion? A highly competent PT, okay, doesn't get his clients injured. Number one, number two is ha, obviously like can actively or can like comfortably guide you to your goal now if your goal is if you if you want to do pull-ups for the first time they can help you with that if your goal is to get up to like 10 percent body fat they can actually they can do that um if your goal is to do your first powerlifting comp they can do that if, if your goal is to figure out why your shoulder 
keep from hurting when you're doing a shoulder press, they can do that. Um, if, you, if you're someone that has... Um, um, if you're someone that has always struggled with a certain bench amount and then they can program you out of that or above that bench amount, that's them. Another thing about a competent P- or a good slash competent PT is someone that's professional and actually is there on time, is tidy, um, correct uniform, does actually program for the fucking clients. It's, it's, it's a fucking rarity these days. Like, it's actually a rarity, disappointing rarity, but it's actually a lot better than before, I believe. Um, and another thing I would say is like, obviously from a competent PT, like a, a really good PT would be like, you probably enjoy the sessions. So you're, you're, you're probably enjoying your work with that person. Like, and it may differ. You may be there because you want to compete in powerlifting or you may be there because you just want to keep fit. But that PT can somehow make the training sessions um, enjoyable enough for you to want to come back and train and stuff like that. Obviously, something that... Something that... Um, sort of... Uh, something that works with... With whether, you're, whether the PT is incompetent, competent or good is like the PT's relationship with you. So like if they're good and they make an, an enjoyable experience for you at the gym, that counts for something because at the end of the day, most people don't like going to the gym. <laughs> most people don't like training. So if they make that experience a little bit better for you, they, they, they help you look after your fitness, that has to count for something. So that's also another considering factor for you if... Um, if you're like thinking, is my PT good or not? Okay. Guys, that's my second podcast. Um, I am keeping them relatively short because um, I'm still getting used to this. So if you have any questions or anything, any topics you want me to cover, let me know. I'll cover them. Other than that, I hope you are enjoying the episodes and I'll catch you next episode.